another episode of Design and Influence. Uh, we're uh, here, um, part of Arc IT team. The Brain Trust is gonna, uh, and not me, my guests are gonna sort of help us understand how to better run architecture businesses from the IT perspective. Or in other words, how to have less headaches, how to make some decisions. We'll have a lot of experience and background uh, helping architecture design engineering firms run their IT. So we're here basically answering uh, commonly asked questions and kind of a, uh, getting a little bit of a discussion to help you, our dear listeners and watchers, make a, a, a intelligent decision when it comes to your IT and running your business smoothly, operating uh, smoothly and so on. Here with me today uh, to talk about email archiving is Mark and Harry. Gentlemen, how the heck are you? Good, good, good. Hello, Harry. Good, Mark. Nice to nice to uh, nice to be with you guys today. Yeah, it's good. Nice to meet you. You ain't meeting nobody here. Uh, <laughs> they're meeting you. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, so before we start the show, Harry has a big fly in his office, so he's <laughs> flopping around a bit. So we'll just try to play around that. <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, topic today. Uh, topic today is. Um, Microsoft versus Google email archiving. Before we go, Microsoft versus Google, and I think we talked pre-show, uh, the gents here, the engineers have a pretty clear sort of winner here, but um, there we go, Swatum. Swatum. <laughs> <laughs> um, we want to talk about email archiving. What is this? Why Why? Why? why are we doing this? What's email archiving? Uh, just help us understand like the concept of why should firms be uh, doing this, and, and, and then we'll go into how. Yeah. Archiving, um, a lot of turnover at a lot of firms, and we see a lot of employees coming and going. Um, some are there for a short amount of time. Others, other uh, end users are there for quite some time, and they have a lot of data in their email that needs to be referenced again. Um, and also for just for the projects and also for, you know, liability with insurance and legal things that may need to be there. Uh, it's just really important to keep that history of the data that's flowing in and out of the company for that end user that's no longer with the organization. Gotcha. So it's basically for people who leave the company or, or no longer work with the company, uh, their information needs to be um, uh, archived and categorized, so to speak. And then later, uh, you, you should be able to access it. Is that more or less? Yeah. Okay. Um, how many solutions, uh, like what, I guess Google and Microsoft, the two major solutions, are there anything else out there you guys have seen or recommended to people or have implemented? There are other solutions. Um, most of our clients are Google or, and or Microsoft, uh, or Microsoft. Uh, and so those are the two big players that people have as their, you know, email provider. And so the archiving process in itself, is it complicated? Is it something people do themselves or is it more of an IT department kind of task? Um, I would say it's more of something you'd want an IT department to handle just from the sake of expertise and proper handling. Um, and just to go back to uh, your previous question, Google and Microsoft are pretty much the two big players when it comes to corporate email. Um, so when it comes to archiving solutions, most companies tend to look in-house, which is whatever email solution they're using, they tend to go with um, whatever solution that email provider um, has in store. 
So in other words, if you're on Microsoft, you got running Teams and all of the Microsoft shop, you don't really, you're not going to do it on Google, period, right? Correct, correct, correct. So if, you, if you're on Google, you're just going to have to use what Google has. Um, and and it's, it's, it, you don't really have to use what Google has its own solution, but they also have other third-party tools that you can incorporate to your Google suite. Um, so it's up to you to, if you have a, an IT department, they can better help you decide what tools work better for you, um, what's going to be most cost-efficient for you, easiest to use for your users, um, keep you in compliance with whatever laws um, um, apply to your industry. So that's that's archiving is a very, very important topic. And we usually recommend using your IT for professional help for that. Gotcha. Now, Jen, talk, help me with the timing. Let's say I'm an architecture firm. John is leaving and, and just gave us two weeks notice. Uh, how does that like where where does the archiving actually come in or begin? So the the first thing that generally happens is uh by default is an out of office, you know, some type of out of some some type of auto response that's going to come back saying this employee A is no longer with the company. Um, this is where it starts to drastically differ with Google and Microsoft. Um, Let's talk about the, it. The, yeah. So, uh, so with the Microsoft world, uh, you uh, you set that out of office. You convert the mailbox to what's called a shared mailbox, which is free, no license costs needed with it. And that mailbox can still have email flow in and out. Uh, it's very simple. And when it's a shared mailbox, people can still send to it. You can still uh, auto forward it and send an auto response, i.e. out of office. Um, that will go back to the sender saying, hey, you know, employee A is no longer with the company. Um, please forward your messages to here or reach out to, you know, user A, user B, doesn't matter. Um, and that's that's in a simple way. That's that's the Microsoft solution at that point is done. Uh, the data can live there. It's no cost against your you know monthly bill. Um, and it's sort of free to be there. And that's that's as simple as Microsoft is. And it's really a click of a couple buttons and you're there. Um, Harry, do you want to talk about the Google a little bit more? Yeah, yeah. Um, Google's solution is a little different. Well, it, it's, it's quite different in the sense that it actually you have to pay for it. That's the biggest difference. Hmm. So as opposed to Microsoft, where they give you a solution to convert um, a user's mailbox into a shared mailbox and then give you the access to assign that shield mailbox to any other user so then you can have the user go through that old user mailbox or easily go through and pull out emails whenever it's needed um, google has a vault solution which you actually have to pay for a license to have um, for each correct correct so even after the employee leaves you still have to pay to uh, if you want to use google's archiving solution you still have to pay for that vault license and then apply it to that user's mailbox. Um, so in a sense, that keeps that uh, uh, mailbox as an archive mailbox for as long as you want and make it uh, available for you or for a user who needs access to it. Um, so so wait, wait a second, let, let, let me try to understand. So if I'm a company of 20 people and I have worked with 30 more over the last five years, technically I could be a 50 user license with only 20 employees? Correct, correct. If you decide to use Google Vault, um, which is Google's recommended 
um, archiving solution, their in-house archiving solution. Um, so you could have more licenses. It's 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 cheaper than your live mailbox license, but still you actually you're still paying for um, a mailbox oh, okay. that you're using. In a sense, this, you're paying for the service of archiving it. Um, Microsoft ongoing. gives you that service. Correct, it's an ongoing payment. Uh, while Microsoft gives you a way around that payment uh, by converting that mailbox from a standalone mailbox to a shared mailbox, and then from there giving you the permission to like assign it to another user. Gotcha. Any any more uh, any more additions to it, Mark? Yeah, I mean, there's also another solution that is it's not as uh, elegant, but there's also Google Takeout. Uh, which is another option that you can do with Google. Now that differs in the sense that you're, it's not an active mailbox uh, and you're, you actually are exporting the data and then you have to store said data somewhere on a file server on, you know, last solution would be, you know, on a external hard drive or something because there's no, you know, backup or anything like that to it. But you can take all of their data, export it out of the Google world, and you basically have just a hard copy of it. Once you have the hard copy of it, you can reference it if you need to. Um, but it's still a it's a bulky solution. And that that there's no cost to do that other than the time that takes to implement that solution. Um, but again, it's not as uh, at that point. You're, there's no auto. There's no auto reply. There's nothing else that is coming from that mailbox. It's, it's no longer a mailbox. It's no longer a user in the Google world. But at least you have their data. You have an archive solution that you can reference back if you need to see a specific email. Gotcha. Yeah, and the, the clunky problem with that is the file type that Google gives you to export it to. You would have to then go and install a third party tool in order to import that file type in, in order to make it readable. So it could get very complex the way Google, the way Google's takeouts can be implemented. Um, there is also the third option um, on Google, which is something that we try to work with for our clients, which is something that we actually use for our clients. And this is the option of just we have them set up an archive mailbox. So we, we they actually pay for a mailbox that will just be for archiving purposes. So in the event where an employee leaves, we export all their email data into that archive storage. Now, the problem with that is searching. When you are actually trying to search for a specific email that came from somebody to somebody, it could get very clunky to find that email. Um, but it's it's a way it's a way of giving them something that's similar to what Microsoft offers, even though they don't have the same capabilities that Microsoft offers. Interesting this, at this point. So it's like a dump site where you dump all of the old employees' correct. data. But you're saying my next question was going to be actually search. So let's talk about how search is impacted with this. Um, if you have this dump site on Google, so Microsoft is easy, elegant, and searchable, right? Each 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 inbox from a previous employee or team member becomes searchable, mm -hmm. right? And becomes archived, uh, I'm sorry, shared, not searchable, becomes shared and, and then you can search through it, I'm assuming, efficiently. Yeah, and you can still actually, when it's a shared mailbox, you can still send emails as the user if you need to. Mm -hmm. um, or you can take their message that came into them and then 
send it as yourself uh, and not break the chain, if you know, so to say. Um, so it's an it, it, uh, you can continue a thread if you have to, which is used a lot. You know, um, yeah. a lot of companies utilize shared mailboxes in their day to day operations, including Arc IT. Uh, that's yeah. something that we do, um, and it, it's it's an invaluable tool that Microsoft really has. Getting off topic a little bit, but it, the shared mailbox is a great feature for Microsoft products. Um, but yeah, uh, and that's what Microsoft allows you to do. But Harry, you mentioned the dump side. I'm like, I'm just going to coin it uh, as a dump side with, <laughs> with Google, the way that you just create a shared inbox and just dump all the older uh, employee uh, content in there, email content. You said it's clunky on search. Why is that? Okay, the difference is when you're using a Microsoft, um, if you when you do convert a mailbox to a search, uh, a shared mailbox, and you assign it to a user, I'm on the user's mail client. It actually appears as a standalone mailbox, so you can go in there and click. Uh, blah, 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 employee, and then use your Outlook search functions to search inside that mailbox. Um, when you do it this way, the way we tend to do for most of our Google clients, which is cost-effective um, and also helps them with compliance reasons, the, the dump sites, like you coined phrased it. Um, the problem is all of that data is mangled into one stuff. Um, so you would have to actually go into Google's advanced search menu in order to like search for, and that it's not quite intuitive. Not many users know how to use that advanced search function, but you'd have to go in there in order to specifically search for email. Um, and it could get, it could get troublesome or cumbersome or less productive when you're having to like spend so much time having to find something as opposed to Microsoft. That's quite easier to do that. Um, so it has its benefits, but the downside will be in terms of searching. Excellent. What about like Google is really known for search. What about just typing some keywords? Uh, you're saying that is too many results or, or you're pulling it correctly or what's the deal? Correct. Correct. We just pull up too many results for you just because of how much data is in there. Um, you're not getting specific data from one mailbox. So as opposed to Microsoft, where if I go into a user's mailbox and type in, I don't know, a company name, um, it would bring up all relevant communication between that user and the company name. But if I were to do that on my dump sites, um, I could get a million things. It would be a mess to have to like sort through what is actually relevant. Um, that's where the search functionality comes in. Because you're dumping in multiple mailboxes into one. So you have, you want user A, B, and C, you search Adobe, uh, user A, B, and C's results come back. So then you have to filter through who got what and find it that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you search searching as an example, if you're searching for like Sherman Oaks project, you will have communication from the office assistant regarding this project, communication from a bookkeeper, communication from an engineer, communication yeah. from architect, communication from leadership, communication from the sales team. <laughs> and right. so, you know, provided all those people have left the company, uh, you know, let's say it's a 10-year-old project and you need to find something. So you'd be hot pressed. So what you're saying is just too much data and then you have to just sit there and sort through it. Yep. Right. Yeah. How often, I mean, is this a real problem? In other words, how often do people go back to those archived, uh, you know, beyond the initial, let's say, you know, 90 days or so, 
60 days maybe when the, once that uh, automatic uh, out of office you know kind of phase itself out mm-hmm. um is it do people access those archives a lot yeah yeah, yeah. from my in my experience yeah it's 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 a very very vital part of the modern business um just like mark said in his opening statements just just always going to be turnover um um with any company. So the, the importance of being able to retain data is almost is almost like insurance. You don't need it until you really need it. Yeah. So we, we will just randomly get uh, uh, emails or calls from clients that says, hey, I need access to this person's data that left six months ago. Uh, and then if you don't have an archived solution, what are you going to do? You're just out of luck. Um, so yeah, insurance would be something I compare it to, something that you don't need until you really need it. And, and yeah. for most companies, they, um, especially the receptionists, you you go into many companies and you meet a receptionist and they have uh, access to five, six mailboxes um, from previous employees. Um, so it, it's a, it's quite a valuable way of keeping data. Let's, do you want to add something, Mark? I do. One, one of the big things too, is we find a lot with a lot of our uh, architects is, you know, a project was done eight years ago, 10 years ago. Um, and now they're remodeling and they have to reference a lot of those old communications and, and documents that may have been sent and stuff like that. So you're right, Alex, in the first 90 days, there's you're referencing it a lot and then it does fall off. But then again, it kicks back up again when the project's being revisited eight years later and there needs to be the, the communication that went back and forth. Um, things are definitely changing nowadays with using more uh cloud-based solutions but you know before there's a lot of just like sending a pdf and that those type of communications where his house information was shared um so older emails are definitely something that are really relevant uh today still yeah i would still argue that most companies still share a lot of that via email i mean yeah some picked up slack and microsoft teams and what have you but look a lot of people still shared via email i mean mm-hmm. the fact that we don't here is is due to boris's like uh, uh, constant reminding, hey, don't send this attachment in the email, put it in Teams, put it in Teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you said it a thousand times to me. Eventually, I, I just kind of <laughs> course corrected. But, but you know, others, you know, other companies don't have the czar uh, <laughs> tell them what to do <laughs> all the time. So, yeah, there you have it. So that'll be, that'll be super useful for a long time. But uh, let me switch, uh, switch directions for a sec and talk about access. Now, how do you... Or does the company principal who decides who has access to those archive boxes for previous employees? Because there's some valuable data. There could be some financial data there. There could be some yeah. some stuff that uh, people that you know for 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 people who only you know what I mean. You got to limit access. So how do you do that? Well, usually that kind of request would come from a higher up in the company. So either company owner, the manager, the office manager, um, those, there, there are specific people of authority within a company that can say, hey, I need social, social mailbox to be also some person to have access to social person's mailbox. Um, yeah, it's, it's usually from a person of authority within the company. All right, so, so go ahead. So RKT has policies in place um, with all our clients that when these type of requests come in, that we know we've predetermined site contacts that we reach out to 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 get the approval. Uh, I think that's a big thing is we've 
the policies that are in place at ArcIT to approve these type of things. And generally, just like Harry said, they're coming from C-levels, um, they're coming from you know the C-suite, they're coming from the office manager, whoever is the appointed contact on site. Got it. And then, and then you basically instrument access, and then that's it from there on. Uh, if they need more people to access, they'll, they'll let the IT company, uh, IT department know, which is us. Gotcha. <clears throat> so we instrument access and we also verify that the user has access. It's it's a closed loop. Um, mm -hmm. We don't just say give access and then you give access. You give access and then you make sure you have access. And sometimes you have questions and you have to ask those questions, which is all part of a good IT team. Gotcha. Very cool. Uh, so, you know, give access, then verify they actually have it. <laughs> know how to yeah. use it. Okay. Um, what about timing? So let's just kind of wrap wrap it up on how long does it take? Like, what is the overall like archiving process take? Let's say you got a request today, Mark or Harry. Um, hey, you know, Tima is uh, or John is leaving. Um, what what is it? How long does it take you to put this all together? Let's say Microsoft. Microsoft, uh, they generally will put in a request saying a couple different types two weeks notice is one you know so we scheduled for two weeks out and then we also had hey today at five o'clock we're letting so and so go um and there's those requests basically so whenever the time that they are no longer there we will for microsoft we go in we put about an office in we convert it to a shared mailbox and we're pretty much done there are caveats to that if they're using uh team's voice we may have to leave the license around a little bit longer so we can forward the calls. Um, but there's pretty rare cases where it's not an immediate at five o'clock, we can convert it to a shared mailbox. Correct, correct. Uh, to add to that, it's pretty much uh, clicking buttons when it comes to uh, Microsoft archiving. Mm -hmm. um, so in a sense, you're just converting, you're not actually moving data you just convert in the mailbox license to a to a, a different mailbox license. And whereas in Google, most of the time we are actually having to move the user data. Um, if you are using Google Vault, then that's different. You are actually just applying a Vault license. But for most of our for what we do currently, or archiving policy for Google, we are actually having to move um, that uses data into another mailbox or exports it into a file type. So that process could take hours depending on the size of the mailbox. Um, but for Microsoft, it's pretty much just a few clicks. Yeah, got it. So, so just give me a quick yeah. like: does does Google, if they're if you're using a dump site or Vault, like is it like half an hour work for you? Is it like an hour work for you? What is it usually like? Again, it, once you're done clicking the button, sorry, Mark. Uh, once you're done clicking the button, again, it just depends on the amount of uh, the size of the mailbox you're actually exporting. Um, and usually we'll get a notification within 30 minutes, an hour, that says, hey, Google is done exporting this mailbox, and then you can go ahead and delete it or whatever you need to do. But the, the, the period of time that it takes to export that data just depends on how much data um, that your employee had. Gotcha. Mark, you want to add to that? Yeah. So with Microsoft, for instance, there's it, the the actual archiving of it is 15, 20 seconds. I mean, you literally click a button and it's convert to a shared mailbox. You say yes, and you're done. With that said, it takes longer than that 
it, it, it's immediately done, but it takes longer than that from an IT standpoint, because there's other things that we need to do for offboarding. So, you know, if, if they put in a request, it may take us a half hour, 45 minutes to fulfill that request, but the actual archiving is literally within seconds. Um, but there's you know, there's just other things, removing licenses, you know, shared drive. There's a lot of steps that are involved in an offboarding, which can be a topic for a different day. But uh, in this case, the archiving is very quick. All right. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is what it takes to archive emails on Google and Microsoft. Hopefully we gave you an idea. Hopefully you have a great IT company that can help you take care of it. If you don't, guess who? ArcIT is here for you. Um, give us a chance or give us a, a quick look-see at getarcit.com. And I think next topic we'll do the offboarding. I think that's a that's a big one that we can tackle, uh, the three of us, right? Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you very much for watching and listening and have a fantastic day. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks, guys. Thank you.